Welcome to Growing in Grace with Pastor Victor Morrison. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas. We are praying that God will bless you as you listen to this message. If you would like additional information on worship times and ministries at FBC Columbus, you can find out more at our website, fbccolumbustx.org. And now, take your copy of God's Timeless Word as Pastor Victor gives today's message. Welcome back to Growing in Grace. Did you know that the Christian is always either growing up or going backward? He or she is never merely static in their spiritual development. I'm going to be looking today at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Earlier, the writer had cautioned his readers from spiritual drifting and neglectful living. They had become sluggish in their commitment to the Lord and were new and were now regressing in their faith. Let me repeat that. They had become sluggish in their commitment to the Lord and were now regressing in their faith. Either we will follow Bunyan's path of Pilgrim's progress or we will take the trail of Demas and others in the direction of Pilgrim's regress. This passage, along with the verses immediately following into chapter 6, I believe they exhort us and they equip us to grow up in Christ. We'll discover in this text some of the dangers of not growing up in Christ. And so I hope that this uh, podcast today will be a blessing to you and help you uh, to continue to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. I can still hear my mother saying to me so many things when I was just a teenager that would stunt my growth. And she would say, that'll stunt your growth. She would tell me about candy and drinking a lot of sodas, uh, not wanting to go to bed, so many different things. She would call me out and say, Victor, you need to uh, work on this or it's going to stunt your growth. So anyway, I believe that what you're going to see as we go through these uh, verses, you'll see that there's a, a digressive, digressive staircase of going down in spiritual growth rather than going up and growing up in spiritual growth. Let me read the text, and then I'll mention the five different areas of stunted spiritual growth. About this, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Let's go through this passage and see what the Lord will say to us today about staying on that pathway to growth. The first thing I believe is a symptom that something's going wrong in our discipleship. We're not growing the way the Lord intended is when we become sluggish toward the word sluggish toward the word of God. 
You know, the word here is dull of hearing. You know, dull in the Greek was a word called nothros, nothros. Of course, no means no, but when you add thros, which means to push, do you see what he's saying? There's no push. There's no effort. Some translators even translate it as being numb. So the first thing that begins to happen is someone becomes listless in their spiritual growth. They're indifferent and disinterested when it comes to Bible study and getting to know what God has said uh, to us in his word. It's almost like something shifted in their attitude. Maybe at one time they were hungry, but now there's just apathy an apathy in their attitude. I couldn't help but notice how there was first, I believe, a deterioration of interest. It may not have stood out when I read it really quickly there, but let me slow it down and listen to it again, where you'll see that suddenly this was like a desensitization that was happening. He says, about this, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain explain since you have become dull of hearing. It wasn't instantaneous. This was a slow fade. He slowly began to not be as interested as he once had been. And so there's deterioration of interest. And where does that lead? It leads to a certain kind of motivation toward instruction, where we're not motivated, where we begin to gradually spend less and less time in the Bible, learning what God would have us to to know. And so as a result, what happens? Well, then it devolves into a limitation on increase. It's like the Lord has so many more things that he wants to show us, that he wants to reveal to us through his word. He wants to say to us, but instead of being ready for it, he has to back off and say, You're not quite ready right now. Do you remember in John chapter 16, when Jesus was teaching the disciples, he said to them in verse 12 of John chapter 16, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Isn't that interesting? It's like he's got more he wants to say, but he said, you know, the fact is you are not ready right now. Wouldn't that be sad if there's more that God wants to say? But the reason it's hard to explain here in verse 11, he says, about this, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you become dull of hearing. So can you see the the difference? It's like by now, someone should be able to comprehend this, but they can't. Do you know that back in the 1980s, there was a man named Dr. Dan Kylie, who wrote a book, and he, he coined a phrase of a certain condition that some people are in today. They call it Peter Pan syndrome, Peter Pan syndrome. You know, um, Peter Pan in the story that was written, I don't know, uh, several years ago, maybe 1911, something like that. But in that story, that character, Peter Pan, he just simply didn't want to grow up. And you know that they still say that there are people who actually are like that. They just don't want to grow up. And so they don't want to learn anymore. You know, chapter six of Hebrews verse 12 uses that same word sluggish. 
And it's the same idea so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Listen, God's got so much more, but it's going to take effort. It's going to take you pushing that nothras type of attitude, that apathy. It's not going to cut it. And so when we become sluggish toward the word, we need to say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not growing like God wants me to. Let me throw out a second one. How about secondly in verse 12, stalled or stagnant with the word. Stalled or stagnant with the word. Now it's where atrophy is beginning to set in. Have you ever sort of been busy and you haven't exercised maybe for, you know, a week or two? You know, I looked it up and do you know that within two to three weeks, muscles that were in shape can begin because of disuse or unuse, because we neglect exercise, we begin to feel like, oh my goodness, I can't move like I used to move. That's called atrophy. And so I believe there's a spiritual atrophy that can take place whenever we're losing our spiritual appetite. And so it's this neglecting of time in the word, neglecting of time in prayer. And so pretty soon we become delinquent in terms of responsibility. So listen to what he says you should be able to do. When you were at the place where these people were, the readers who were receiving the letter called the Hebrews, it says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. So I was thinking, wow, for sure we have a situation here, like I mentioned earlier, where instead of pilgrims progressing, here you have pilgrims regressing, going backwards. They ought to be able to teach, but they're actually not. Do you know why I think God wants us to be able to teach? So that Christianity, so that the faith, so that the number of disciples will continue to multiply. Whenever every Christian is growing and they're beginning to pass on to their kids or maybe to others that are in their lives, they're beginning to pass on the truths that they're learning. That's being responsible. That's moving forward in your growth. But, you know, that responsibility to teach facilitates multiplication of disciples. But whenever a a generation, whenever a group of people, whenever a certain disciple begins to be irresponsible toward teaching, passing on the truths that God's been revealing to them and showing to them, what begins to happen? Well, I think it begins to affect not only multiplication, but as we can see in this verse, it affects maturation, our maturity. We're not developing the way the Lord would want us to develop. And that's why I think about when I think about the first um, digressive thing, I think, okay, that is your attitude of apathy. So sluggish toward the word. We saw that in verse 11. But now it's more where someone's stagnant, someone's stalled. Like someone's been receiving a lot of the word, but they're not They're not taking the word any further than their own heart. They're just receiving, 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 and they're not sharing. They're not teaching. They're not discipling anyone else. And so that's when the atrophy begins to uh, 
kick in. So I just encourage you, be very careful that you continue to share. I mean, even if it's one truth, one truth a week, to share it with your spouse, to share it maybe with your kids, to share it with grandkids if you have grandkids, or to share it with someone at work. You know, to meet with someone else and just say, I'm so excited because God just revealed to me something fresh and new that I didn't know about Him. And so I just wanted so badly to have somebody that I could uh, share it with. So I just encourage you, don't, don't be stagnant with the Word. Keep on growing, and as you're growing, keep on passing the Word along to others. So we've seen that uh, having an attitude of apathy, that's the first downward sign. But the second downward sign is that atrophy, where instead of sharing what we're learning, it's all stopping with us. We're sort of like, well, can I make a comparison here of the Dead Sea? Have you ever heard about that in Israel? It's like the Sea of Galilee is so full of life, so full of fish, because it receives water, but it allows the water to go on. But you know what happens in the Dead Sea? The Dead Sea only receives. It doesn't pass anything on. And that's why nothing lives in the Dead Sea. But here's the third one. Why don't we talk about that appetite, the spiritual appetite? Because something is beginning to take place in their lives and he doesn't like what he sees. So I'm going to say that the third one is shallow in the word. We saw stagnant with the word, sluggish toward the word, but now they're shallow in the word. I want to share a, a passage with you that sort of, it gets at what I'm trying to get across here. I don't know if I'm communicating the way that I should, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, the apostle Paul is writing to a group of disciples that lived in a place called Corinth. And here's what he says to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Verses 1 to 3. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you're still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh? and behaving only in a human way. You see what he's saying? He's saying, man, I have so much spiritual meat that I want to pass on, but you're still eating baby food. Wouldn't that be terrible? You know, as an adult, I can't. I remember one time when my girls were little, I thought I would just try one bite of the baby food that I was feeding my kids. And I thought, that's horrible. I'm glad I don't have to still eat baby food. But when they're little, of course they do need to do that, but it's time to grow up. And that's what you hear him saying in verse uh, 12 here. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. So I got to thinking about the basic principles of the oracles of God. Do you know the basic principles, the Greek word that he used there, it was used by the Greeks for essential elements like earth, water, air, fire. Those were the elemental principles, okay? But these guys, they've been on the trail for a while. They should have grown in Christ, 
but they haven't grown. And that's why he's trying to exhort them. That's why somehow the Holy Spirit has put it in my heart today. I want to exhort you. You know, Hebrews chapter six goes on to say this. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. But it's like what he's saying is, you know, there's more that God wants to feed you. There's more that God wants to say to you. You know, we were talking about atrophy earlier. You know, the way to treat atrophy is exercise, but there's a second way. Do you know that proper nutrition also can lead to uh, muscular atrophy, physical atrophy, but I think it could also lead to spiritual atrophy is when we're not eating the spiritual food, we're not getting that biblical nutrition that I think God wants us to, to eat. You know, you can almost hear the same kind of thing that I was reading uh, in 1 Corinthians, only it's in 1 Peter. In 1 Peter chapter 2, same exact idea about hanging out with the baby food. Why? Well, we're still being like carnal. We're, we're not growing up in Christ. He says in 1 Peter 2, verse 1, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So I just wanted to encourage you again, don't stay shallow. Say to the Lord, God, I, I want to know the, the deeper things that you want to reveal to me in your word about who you are and what you expect uh, from me. So anyway, I just encourage you, don't be shallow in the word when God's wanting to take you deeper. And certainly don't be stagnant with the word with the word, whenever God's wanting it to flow from you, and then sluggish toward the word. There's no excuse there. God's word is so exciting. So I encourage you to keep growing. But let me give you a fourth one. From verse 13, I saw there are some who could be, well, for lack of a better term, let me use the word sloppy with the word. Sloppy with the word. You know, I think sometimes if I'm not careful, if I don't have adequate time, I can be sloppy with sermon preparation. I think that God will hold me accountable for those times. God doesn't want me to be sloppy. He wants me to be diligent. He wants me to really put the time in to be able to feed the flock whatever he is laying um, on my heart that he wants to feed them with. So I got to thinking about verse 13. It says, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. So definitely he's talking about somebody who is sort of inexperienced. I think of the word apprentice. You know, you know what an apprentice is. There's someone who's learning a skill by hanging around somebody who knows it just a little bit better than they do. So I thought that was really a powerful thing whenever God uh, says, there's some that are unskilled in the word. Why were they inexperienced? Why were they being ignorant about all of these things whenever there were people to help them to grow in Christ? 
But notice he says the word of righteousness. You know, if we are not um, spending time in God's word, you know what we may try to do? We may try to earn our own righteousness. We may try to, to think if I just work harder, if I apply myself more, then I know that I could be righteous in God's eyes. But you know what? The more I study God's word, the more I try to be a workman who does not need to be ashamed, the more I realize justification and righteousness comes in not because of how righteous we are, but how righteous Christ is. And so I just couldn't help but think of, you know, Romans chapter three, for example, where it says none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they become worthless. No one does good, not even one. And he keeps on going. And then he says in verse 20 of Romans 3, For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there's no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance, He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. But I definitely believe that if we are not growing in the word and growing in our walk with Christ, then what's going to happen is we're going to be stifled in our acceleration. We're going to be starved for approval. We will forget that we are completely accepted and approved because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. But we're also going to be stuck in this apprenticeship, an apprenticeship that by a certain point in our lives, we are to be moving forward. You know, do you remember in Ephesians chapter 5, where the Apostle Paul is exhorting them to maturity, and he actually says something really interesting to them in Ephesians chapter 4, excuse me, in Ephesians chapter 4, He says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. So definitely the Lord doesn't want us to stay a baby. He wants us to grow and part of growing means we're going to begin to know how to handle the Word of God. We will not be sloppy uh, with the Scriptures. We will try our best to be diligent. So let me be diligent with the time that I have and give you one more that I feel is uh, based in verse 14. I believe that we will be stumbling through life without the Word. The whole idea is, in verse 14, something is missing in a believer's life who isn't growing. What's missing? 
Listen for it. I'm going to read verse 14. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. You see what I'm trying to tell you? I'm trying to say what this passage is saying, and that is that if we will simply apply the scriptures to daily life, whatever God's showing us, go and do it in your daily life. That is the healthy development of discipleship. And as we're growing in discipleship, we also begin to develop discernment. Discernment where we can say, you know what, that's not good for my spiritual life. I believe that's dangerous. So we'll be able, it says, to distinguish that. But it all comes from that dedication to keep growing uh, spiritually uh, in the Word and in Christ. So I just want to encourage you uh, to keep moving forward in your spiritual growth, your spiritual life. And be on guard for these five warning. They're kind of like bells that ought to go off in our mind whenever we see, wait a minute, I'm being sluggish toward the Word. I am developing a subtle attitude of apathy about Bible study. Secondly, watch out when you're stagnant with the Word, where atrophy is beginning to characterize your, your spiritual life. You're not sharing what you're learning. But then there's also a shallowness in the Word where our appetite is just not there. And so we begin to not long for the the food that we find in God's word. And if we don't long for the food that we find in God's word, then what happens is we can become sloppy with the Lord's word. And I believe God's word is so, it's so fine. It's so perfect. It deserves our best efforts in life. It doesn't need to be thrown together. But then the fifth bell to watch for would be that bell of stumbling without the word. Definitely what's missing the application. We have to apply it to daily life. So the Bible's not meant to just make us really smart intellectually with all this wisdom that we learn from God's Word. There's more than just growing intellectually. I think it's growing spiritually where it's a transformation of our lives. And God is actually beginning to live out His way of living through our life. That's what I think God wants And that's certainly what we want here at Growing in Grace. So I just encourage you, don't stop growing. Don't be stunted in your spiritual growth. Let me pray for us to grow. And I'm going to include myself because you know what? I haven't arrived. I still want to grow. Why don't you join with me as we ask the Lord to help us all keep growing? Lord, thank you so much for those who are listening today. I pray that you would help each one of us, myself included, help us keep growing Uh, Lord, there's so much depth in your word. Lord, help us not stay in the kiddie pool. Help us to want to swim out into the deep, into the deeps of the, the oceans of God's truth. Oh, Lord, help us to get to know you better and to know more of what you're wanting from us in our lives. I believe that'll only happen as we're applying it. And so, Father, help us to continue to put into practice daily what you are showing us uh, through our Bible study. So anyway, thank you again uh, for those that are listening today. Help them uh, to keep moving forward to be in Pilgrim's Progress instead of Pilgrim's Regress. 
We'll thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, listen, I'm so glad that you were with us today. Pray God will bless you. And so have a great day. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas.